and you won't believe what he said to me. Your coworker again? Yeah, girl. Wow. So what'd you do? Well, I told him to... Wait, say what? And we're live. Hello, hello. Welcome to Wait, Say What for yet another Mama Say What episode with Jojo and Lisa. Hey. So uh, today's episode, we are going to talk about job hunting. Um, job hunting. <laughs> so especially right now with all that's happening, you know, with the global pandemic, I feel like a lot of people have either lost jobs or they're looking for new jobs. Um, right. We're both fortunate enough to be able to work from home, which has been a blessing. A blessing. Yeah, it has been a blessing. Um, and I know that a lot of companies are starting to do things more digitally because mm -hmm. they have to, but there's also companies who aren't. So I feel like it's a, it's a good time to find a new job <laughs> if you have found that your company's policies aren't working that well for you, or if something happened to your company and they had to go through cuts or any reason, there's all sorts of reasons that people are looking for jobs right now. So for this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about getting the job, what, is, what do resumes look like, and when you're some different tips and tricks for applying. So mm -hmm. um, as a manager who has hired a lot of people, I feel like your expertise will be great for this. And as a person who has applied for a lot of jobs and um, yeah. getting jobs, even within my company, you know, like moving from right. lane to lane and, and redoing my resume all the time. I think that we can share some really good tricks. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Shall see indeed. Shall so. see. Yes. Where do we start? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where to start? Okay. So I think we need to start off first talking about resumes, right? Okay. Right. You need to have a not sucky resume. That kind of helps. <laughs> well, even before we get to the resume, um, where do you even start to look for jobs? That's a good point. Where, where, I mean, so there are obviously no long gone are the days of picking up the newspaper and looking in the um, want ads to see who's hiring. Right. So nobody's doing that anymore. So first of all, where are you going to look for jobs? How do you search for jobs? I feel like when I was applying for jobs, I used LinkedIn a lot. Um, now that they have that functionality that lets you post your resume and then there's a lot of companies that auto link. So you don't have to fill out 45 additional resumes. Um, so I liked that and I am lazy. So I liked finding all the jobs that had that and then just smashing the submit button to those first. Right. Um, so that was a start. I know Monster and Indeed 
but when I was looking up the monster indeed type sites, what I would look for is what is the company that I see on this site and what are the names of jobs? So if I saw a company that I didn't realize was in the area that does something in the field that I'm looking for, I would then go directly to their website and look at their career section instead of relying on Monster or any of those places to actually submit. I submit directly you know, to that place and I try to find information by utilizing Monster and Indeed and seeing what possibilities are available. And I think you went directly to the crux of what it was that I was hoping to um, to talk about. And that is not relying on others to necessarily direct you to where the jobs are. So That's true. In, yeah, in this um, day and age, there are so many ways to get information. And uh, we need to utilize all of them. So starting by creating a profile on LinkedIn um, by using random web, search, web searches, by driving through your community and seeing advertisements. There is no wrong way. Utilize whatever is there, but then follow up. So right. as you stated on um, LinkedIn, fortunately I've never had to use um, LinkedIn because I have been with the same company essentially right. forever. So, but when you go to a site such as LinkedIn, as you mentioned, they will give you leaders to jobs, but that uh, that doesn't mean those are the only jobs that those right. companies offer. Dig a little deeper, see what the, if they have the jobs that you are interested in applying for and um, do your research, do your homework, don't rely on someone else to spoon feed you the information. You may need to invest a little time and energy um, into looking for those jobs um, and careers, because there is a difference between a job and a career. And see, I think about that too. And again, I also go for lazy route as much as possible because applying for jobs is exhausting. It yes. is exhausting. It takes forever. Places take forever to get back to you. So in that vein of um, going to the company's website, if I know it's a big industry or a big corporation, they have a job probably for everything. So even if you see that it's uh, a big corporation and what they make is spoons, like that spoon, that giant spoon company has to have manufacturing, they have to have shipping, they also probably have a corporate side, they have cleaning services, office services, they probably have, you know, so it's one larger company has a number of opportunities within that company. Even if Absolutely. you don't immediately think that like, I made, I went to school for spoons, I have to go directly to the, food company and <laughs> you can find like a, a corporation you know that has all sorts of jobs through it available so that's why i would go to the site directly and then also i don't have to submit another resume right. and i can see if i'm doing it for that site already i'm going to submit as many times as possible within this company for whatever 
seems sort sort of kind of maybe almost interesting um, with that company. To that end, I would also say that every now and again, that same resume that you submitted originally may not work for every opportunity. If you have specialized skills, you may need to tweak that resume to highlight whatever job it is that you're trying to get. Nobody wants to read a 40 page resume. So you obviously can't put all the details about every job that you want. But if you're applying for an office job, then the details need to be about um, experience in that, yeah, in an office environment. If you've also had experience in a manufacturing setting, then if that's the job you're going for, tailor that portion of your resume to address those things. So again, don't necessarily take the easy way out. Spend a little time, invest in yourself, make those small adjustments, and those will drive the people that are looking to your resume. Your resume. That's and that that's really fair. I actually do have I have a mega resume and I have short resumes that I chop the mega resume up for yes. submit for individual jobs. So on my mega resume, I call it the, the long resume versus the short. Um, the long resume has a million bullets under the different job titles um, that are just bits and pieces of whatever. So if I have my job title as district manager, I did this for results. I did this for office type work. I was a proficient at Excel. I was do. I have all these things listed, but if I'm applying for a specific job where it doesn't necessarily, some of those pieces don't matter, I delete them for that job. And I make that resume shorter. So as I'm going through my job, I try and add different pieces, uh, to my resume as I go along um, so that by the time I'm ready to apply, I already have all the stuff right. on my resume and then I just have to shorten the pieces and I keep it long and then cut it for whatever I submit for. It's very valid because if you do that mega resume, as you call it, up front, you do the homework, the legwork, the heavy hitting once, the um, smaller resumes, the tailored resumes become a lot easier to do. Yeah, because all you need to do is um, click and choose exactly what's applicable. And that's a really good point, because we've talked about that a few times. I'm a forgetful person. Um, so when I am in a job currently and I notice that I have done some specific types of work and I realize mm -hmm. that that specific thing is not on my resume, I try to put it on there when I think about it and right. not when I'm just trying to apply for jobs because that way I don't get as stressed out when I'm putting my resume together because it's already stressful enough applying for jobs. Yeah, and because you're also a last minute person, you're going to wait to the night before it's due before you decide to do it. And at that point, that's the, ab <laughs> that's the absolute wrong time to have to figure out what needs to go on this resume. That's so if it's <laughs> So if it's there and all you have to do is click and delete, it makes it a whole lot easier and way more likely that you will apply. So I get overwhelmed and I'll be like, nope, don't want to do this anymore, um, which is not what you want to do when you're applying for jobs, especially when you're a job. Um, so that, that brings up another point. Do you 
apply for the job when you have to leave or do you apply for jobs just if you see anything anyway? Like, hey, I'm doing real cool right now. Um, should I just look around and see? <laughs> real talk. Um, one little cliche that I'm going to use, there is, it, it's, there is no better time to get another job than when you have one. When you need a job, it is like you will not find a job that you really want. Right. But when you have a job, you have the security of knowing that you're going to be paid. So it is for personal, um, it, for me personally, it is much better to look for another opportunity while I am in a job. Yeah. That said, I need to caveat that. So I need to put a big asterisk beside that. I'm not leaving a job if I like the job that I'm doing, if I am enjoying the work that I'm doing, and if I am being paid fairly, I'm not leaving a job just because there is another job. That other job needs to offer me something better than I have right here. Yeah. And so I am very, um, if I am very comfortable in the job that I have today, what, this is what I ask myself, what would make me want to leave? More pay, potentially. Ooh, people say potentially. Yeah, potentially. Depends on how much money. more pay. Because right, because you got to do more work. I said depends on how much more pay. Because if you got to do more work, well, with that more pay, I don't know. And it's it's not mm -hmm. even always for me doing the more work. But what are the other things that are going to come with that? Is it going to come with a boss with a bad attitude? Is it going to come in a building that I don't want to be in? You know, is it going to come with people that are very difficult to get along with? When I'm talking about promotions um, and advising employees on promotion, one of the things that I ask them to do is look at where you are in your life, evaluate if the circumstances that you are in right now allow you to have time to do things with your family that moving may not allow you to do. Yeah. The saying I've said to you before, all money ain't good money. So no, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. And then also, um, I think we've talked about this too, because um, if you are going, if you have something that's already nice, you could be moving somewhere else that has a bad work quality. Um, right. So it's just, it's just going to depend on what you, I think you're individually looking for. Correct. Um, but I also agree that when you apply for jobs and you are hard up for yes. needing a job and you are stressed out already, you don't really have as much option to say no. Mm -hmm. And when you have a job in hand and you are, you know, you want to leave, that's fine. So say you already know you want to leave. Your boss already is a boss from hell. Um, and you're looking for another position you have the ability then to say, I'm going to take what I think I deserve and I'm not just going to take scraps. And I'm not going to take a job because I got to pay rent. I'm going to take a job that will actually elevate me from where I am right now. And it could also help you to go from a job into a career. So as you make those changes, hopefully they are progressions. And not um, sometimes you need to make a lot of lateral moves. Yeah. 
sometimes you need to. It's just better for your health, for your psyche, for additional experiences. Um, so there are great reasons to take lateral moves. Um, but those moves, lateral or upward, you do need to evaluate each situation because they are not all created equal. Every opportunity is not created equal. So evaluate your circumstances and make an informed decision. Don't just move because you see a dollar an hour increase. Yeah, be smart. So <clears throat> to talk about a little bit more about that resume, um, one of the things that we did when we were putting my resume together and I was looking for my first job, and <laughs> I had to put my first resume together and I didn't have really any job. I mean, I had job experience, but my job experience was mowed yards really well, was a janitor in college, did intern work, uh, yes. and, and different college jobs and things like that that I pick up. So my resume was kind of, you know, looking a little sucky. Has it. <laughs> I did not want to put janitor on my resume when I was looking to like apply for other things. And I remember I was like, what can I even write about being a janitor? Like, Cleaned, I cleaned this bathroom. That's what I did. I cleaned it. Everybody knows what that, like who, who cares about that on a job resume? And I remember when you told me, it's all about how you phrase it. And gosh, I can't even remember what you said, but I was like, <laughs> clean the bathroom. And you were like, Jordan, no, don't write down clean the bathroom. Write down. Now, everybody has heard this one. So it was probably a domestic engineer. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. But it is all in the phrasing because even if the job is cleaning a bathroom, it's more than cleaning a bathroom. The devil is in the details, right? So there are a host of things that you have to be prepared for in order to clean a bathroom. There, there are logistics that have to be considered. <laughs> there is planning, right? There is administration. So yes, I cleaned the bathroom, but before I actually did the physical work of cleaning the bathroom, I had to manage this program, right? I had to do analysis on the supplies that I had on hand versus supplies that I needed. So you have to pull out those details and let someone un um, or see the extra potential that's in you or the extra experience that you have, because it really wasn't just picked up the bottle and go to the bathroom with a cloth and wipe it down. If your bottle was empty, then what did you do? Yeah. You and then, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you have you have to you have to plan you had to organize you had to strategize you had to I mean for whatever it is you do yeah the answer is it's not I just do this yeah because there are a host of other things that every one of us have um, has to do before we get to that end product so yeah. capture those things do not sell yourself short trust me your competition. It's not selling themselves short. I would also advise do not lie, but don't sell yourself short. Yeah. 
So I think something else that you had said is consider who it is that you are benefiting. So it wasn't just clean bathrooms. It was maintain a level of cleanliness for the community. It yeah. was ensured community had facilities that were occupiable by <laughs> health and safety, maintained health and safety protocol. And, it, you know, it, it's like... And Standards, you maintain standards, you improve the quality of life of people. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's more than just the cleaning the bath. So whatever your job is, if you work at fast food, if you feel like your job for some reason isn't fancy enough to get you up a step, you have to just think about how to rephrase it. If you are working fast food, you are providing essential edible things you know it's like this. Well, especially right now because um many restaurant workers are considered essential workers essential. you are an essential worker provided essential services uh for food and health whatever you want i mean and you have to maintain hygiene levels in your restaurant you have to ensure proper protocol is followed. You have to, you, there's things in there that you can say that you did and it's not a lie, it's real, um, but it sounds better than worked drive-through window. Like you did more than worked at the yeah. drive-through window. What about all the systems that yeah. you have to learn? I mean, yep. those, someone like me, I don't, don't give me a new system every time I have to change job, but how easily do you learn? I mean, learning, being able to easily adapt to new situations, that's, um, that's difficult to do. So give yourself credit for those kinds of things. Um, if you don't necessarily know what you want to write on a resume, <laughs> go online. Yeah, I do that too. I go online, I find the dream job, and then I'm like, oh, that's a real good way to say that. Stolen. Yes. Oh, I like those two words together. Stolen. Put them on my resume. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel. Somebody has a resume online that you can get ideas from that help you to tailor um, your resume to your experience. And one more thing about resumes before we get too deep. I mean, this is a big topic, though. Resumes really are a big topic. Um, is quantifiable and qualitative information on your resume. Yes. Big words, Jordan. Wow. So <laughs> your, your qualitative things are descriptions. Was, uh, was providing superior management. Your quantitative was, was number one manager in the region. So it has that number that goes along with it. It's not just, you know, soft, fluffy talk. Uh, and soft, fluffy talk can get you half of the way there if you don't have those hard numbers. But as much as you have hard numbers that back up what it is that you're saying, uh, especially if they're a good number, putting those on your resume is extremely helpful because people are like, oh, number one, wow, oh my gosh, you increased by 5%. Ooh, wow, big, big numbers, big numbers. If you hear that kind of thing. So if you were the number one worker at that drive-through window, employee of the month, three months in a row, maintain number one status of employee at this area, five months running. You know, like that kind of a thing on your resume is yeah. like, ooh, numbers. We like numbers. But Jordan, I didn't have any of those kind of experiences. Yes, you did. You did. Even if the bullet is 
zero safety incidents. That's a quantifiable statistic. People that hire like metrics. People that hire like numbers. If you can throw a number, a percentage, um, a standard, a comparison, a ratio, it, it goes a lot further. Yeah, it goes a lot further than saying I was an excellent employee. Okay, so right. maintained 100% non write up status. Like, just like you said, zero write up, like it can be 100% compliance, you know, 100% correct. training compliance, maintained 100%, whatever. Yeah, you had to do it for your job, but they don't necessarily know that. Put 100% on it. You did you take all your classes? 100% trained. Like, that's that it can be, it's real. And it it's is real. Resume, yeah. Yeah. And again, your competition is thinking that way. Yeah. So use what you have. Quantifiable helps a whole lot. If you can't quantify with a number, as you said, qualify it. And by qualifying it, that means you are giving me something to base it on. Right. So I was um, an excellent employee. Well, what does excellent mean? Yeah. Qualify the word excellent employee, right? So that's kind of what we, what I, I refer to is, you know, when you don't have something um, by which to compare, there, it's it, it really has no um, no relevance. It has no relationship. You can say you were an excellent employee. Perhaps if you were the only employee in the organization, you could say you were the best employee. Everything is relative. So yeah. give give your hiring manager something to compare, which makes you look good. Yeah. The looking good is a that's a that's a key piece. And if 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 you can't find, if you can't think of what it is that you do and you have a friend who has seen you at work. How would you explain your job to your friend? And if you can tell them, what are the tasks that you do every day? Write down the tasks that you do. Write down the different things that you do. And you can find those bullet points for Mm -hmm. your resume. Then you just want to make them sound fancy. Find some $10 words, like she said, and slap them on there. But know what they mean. Don't put stuff on your resume. You don't know what it means. That's bad. Yeah. You put it on that resume and somebody asks you and they're like, you did qualitatively what? And you're like, does that word mean? That's not a good look. Don't do that. Um, So I think we just knocked out some stuff about the resume. And now what about applying? We talked a little bit about where to put them in. And then like you said, your competition is doing these things. Yeah. Something that I picked up when I had someone help me with my resume professionally, because I didn't want to keep bothering you about it one year. And she said something that really stuck with me. She's like, women weed themselves out of positions before they ever apply. Correct. When we are applying for jobs, we look and say, there's six qualifying things. I only meet five of those things. I'm not going to I'm not going to apply. However, when men apply for jobs, they see six qualifying things. They're like, I got one. 
a bride. I do that one thing so well. Those other ones, I can figure it out. Like, and women are like, oh my gosh, well, I mean, I kind of had this, but do they mean it specifically like that? Like, that might not be right. I'm just not gonna apply and right. weed ourselves out of the race before the race has ever started. We don't even enter the race. Correct. So we're not gonna get those jobs. And she told me, let someone else tell you no. Correct. You apply for everything that you think is almost interesting, even if you don't meet those qualifications. If you got what two, have you what have you lost? Yeah, she's, she's like, they're gonna tell you no. They're gonna tell you no. But you never know if they see something else in your resume or if they can qualify those statistics some other way with some other additional experience. Because I know I've seen things that say you have to have XYZ degree. Um, okay, I don't have a degree in business, but I have worked in business for eight years. Like, can I still, you know, I still have these skills. I don't have a okay. master's. Like, why, why not? Why not give it a shot? Right. Why would you take yourself out of the race? Another one of the things that I really love to tell young people, especially women, don't tell yourself no. Make them tell you no. If you get told no, man, your feelings may be hurt for 15 minutes. But then you turn that around and make it a maybe a little longer. <laughs> but you turn, <laughs> turn it around and make it a learning experience because now I'm going to go back to you and say, can you give me some feedback on why I didn't get an interview? Because that feedback then helps you strengthen the next your one. resume. It's right. a continuous cycle. But how but, nervous are people about asking? They told me, no, am I going to follow up at all? No, I'm going to just be like, I'm not going to ask no questions. They said, no, that means I suck, right? Doesn't that mean I just suck? But who do you hurt by doing that? Are you hurting the company by doing that? Are you hurt? I mean, are you trying to, what, what are you proving by not asking a question? I'm fulfilling my idea that I suck. <laughs> yeah. that I'm not employable and that so, I'm not good enough and that I'm not all of these things because that gives me a reason to not keep doing this trying. thing. So let me tell you, every one of you, you are worthy. You are employable. You deserve that job. So go get it. Right. Stop telling yourself no. You are your own worst enemy. Stop it. Stop it okay. now. That's scary. Stop it now. Yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> you told me I was worthy first, so I was already ready for the hard knocks. Um, <laughs> but no, that's real. Like it is. I have, I have a job now and and I'm happy with it. But even when I look at other positions within the company, I'm like, I don't think I could do that. And I had a conversation with my boss, and she said, I think you could be a great manager. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready to be a manager. Like I have to do all of these things. And she's like, you helped me be a better manager. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you think that you are less qualified than these other people doing this, the, this management job. Do you think this manager is so great? And I'm like, no. She's like, do you think you could do that? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you think you could do it better than that person? And I'm like, 
probably. She's like, then why would you not? Why are you selling yourself short? And I'm like, and I don't know. I don't know. How many times have you looked at someone else and think, the heck do they get that job? <laughs> they are as dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, how many times? But that was the male <laughs> who had one thing right. And he got the job because he, he asked for it. Because nobody else applied. Yeah. And he probably he probably put $4,500 words on that resume and said, I'm going to apply for this. And yes. all of the rest of us weeded ourselves out in advance because we couldn't be perfect. Correct. And if we're not perfect, then why apply? So right. I have to fight this battle with myself often because I have hardcore imposter syndrome and it follows through everything I do in my life. And I have hardcore perfectionism. And I feel like if I am not perfect, then why try? And that stops me from doing so many things. So I have to mentally make myself shake out of it. And mm -hmm. even though it's a lie, I'm going to keep faking it until I make it. And now it's starting to settle in a little bit more because I have said it so many times to myself, like, you're not, they're not better than me. I'm smarter. And eventually like, but you're not faking it, Jordan. You're not faking it until you make it. You may be trying to convince yourself. Convince myself. Yeah. But you're not faking it because you have the skills to do the job. And if you don't, they'll tell me no. Okay, they're going to tell you. And then or you, you will know what skills you need to get so that you'll get that job the next time. Yeah. It, it, the, the hardest part, I think, for many, many, many of us is hearing someone tell us no. I think that is so hard to stomach when you apply for something or you ask for something and you, yeah, you really, really want it. But what if they tell me no? Well, will, will I be destroyed? I'm going to tell you today, you won't be destroyed. You may be sad. Your heart may be a little bit heavy for a couple of days, maybe a month. I don't know. But you won't die. So did you, you live die? to click another button. <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> you live to click another button, apply for another job. Yeah. And just keep doing it until it becomes okay to be told no. It only takes one great opportunity to make all of those bad memories or experiences disappear. Wow. And then when that happens, you're just like, this is why I fought so hard to get here. But yeah. you can't ever say that, like, that come up, like Rocky story, if you just yes. give up after you got punched Correct. the first time. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We have all been there. We have all, there are very few people, unless there are papas on the company, <laughs> there are very few people that have gotten every job <laughs> they have applied for. Very few. Yeah. Very few people have never been told, no, nobody is that good. Yeah. And even if you are that good, it still doesn't happen for you sometimes. Yeah. So just don't don't get wrapped up in your feelings. We all have our feelings hurt every now and again. But yeah, what doesn't kill us make us stronger. And every time you get your feelings hurt, I will. I can say this every time you get told no. The next time you get told no is so much easier. You're just already. <laughs> and maybe, maybe what we can take from all of this in summary is 
when guys keep catcalling people on the street and you're like, does this really work? Is this how you're really going to hit on me, sir? Is this how you're seriously going to hit on me? Wow. That was your pickup line. He keeps doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Then one day some poor unlucky lady is like, wow. And like that, that ability to keep going, <laughs> to keep going and being that annoying and that tenacious and just get, keep getting told no and be like, I'm going to try again, do the yeah. same thing. Like, <laughs> Where in the world did you get that? Now? How did you even come up with that? Because men just keep going. How the heck do they keep applying for this job they qualify for? How they cat calling everybody? It only takes one. Only takes one. Only takes one. So, ladies, people, go out there and cat call your way through your resume to get into that job that you want. Hey, Holland, <laughs> until you get the dollar, okay? So, <laughs> I think that uh, we're uh, <laughs> yep, we're about at our time. But I do think that it was good to really talk about some of the details on that, and then maybe what we can do for our next Mama episode, Mama uh-huh. Dog episode, is talk about what happens when you get the interview. Hey. Yeah. So you that just did Let's talk about That's- how to interview, maybe do some questions and talk about how how you can formulate a really good answer yeah. to these interviews. You know, one of the things that is very difficult is thinking on our feet. And I think we have a few tips that may help you be ready to answer those questions that you just don't know what questions they're going to ask, but there is a way to, um, to answer. Yeah. There's a way to prepare. And I think that would be the appropriate next topic. Sounds so good. Yeah. So I think that's, we're going to wrap this one up so we can keep it within the 30, uh, yeah. time frame. but go out there, apply for jobs and, Get that dream job. Keep going. Don't take yeah. no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. So, all right. This has been episode four of Wait, Say What? Thank you, guys. If you had a chance to tune in. If you haven't had a chance to tune in, watch it later. Uh, and I hope you guys have a rest, good rest of your evening. Wait. Say what? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you?